And that's a wrap, Wiley. You and Light were great out there tonight. Any chance we can get a band photo? Uh, don't bother me, you clod. I'm busy with my adoring fans. So, ladies, why don't you come to the lab and see the new prototype? You know what they say about us music programmers. We're very good with our hands. Ah, Dr. Light, how did you like my rendition of Sparkman? I think it was electrifying. <laughs> Wiley, we need to talk about your playing. You're creating bigger and badder synths, but you're losing the heart of the music. Ah, you don't need a full heart when you've got full pockets. You just can't seize the big picture. Techno is the way of the future. That is where the real money is. We didn't get into the robot-assisted band business for the fame, Wiley. That guts man of yours can barely keep a beat during Overclocked. And Cutman totally dropped the solo during Circuit Symphony. I've made up my mind, Wiley. I'm gonna go acoustic and all analog. You fool. People don't want that. They just want the same thing, repackaged with a new gimmick each time. You'll see. You're out of the band. You brag about your talent, but the only song you're good at is Super Fighting Robot. Just pack up your defective proto-man and get out of here. I'm going all analog with my new retro bots. Rock and roll, and we'll take the music war by storm. Bah. I'll show him how powerful techno is. Maybe I should incorporate bass in my plans. Well, let's introduce ourselves first. Yes, let's talk about... Let, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Dr. Light. <laughs> and I'm Zane. <laughs> and we're here to kick your ass. No, this is... My name is Ben. Uh, uh, you are Zane. Yeah. And this is the Carton Cast. We're here to talk about old cartoons and uh, see what we think of them in the future. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, the Carton Cast. The far-off year of 2025 or something. <laughs> this is the Carton Cast. Ben is podcast man, and I am the egg man. <laughs> <Coo-coo-choo>. <laughs> or, or did you mean the uh, the Sonic Adventure 2 Battle Eggman? A little of both. Uh, that'd be an interesting mashup that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Zane, uh, it is no secret that I am a huge fan of Mega Man all the Mega Man games and pretty much everything that the Mega Man continuity has spawned. They're like the Lovecraft of video games, <laughs> except that I actually also like the source material of the, well, I guess it's the source material of the video games, and then I like everything else from the video games, whereas in Lovecraft, I kind of didn't like the books, but I liked everything that Lovecraft spawned. Yeah, the Mega Man games, I can go back to any time. Just a blast. For the listener, uh, Zane and I, you know, we, we would regularly retreat to our basement and hang out after school because, uh, you know, we got along better than pretty much anyone we were in school with for the most part. Because we can't take life anymore. You don't understand, just... man. <laughs> All right, back it up now. We're not in a band anymore. Only Mega Man knows the truth. <laughs> and uh, we would go down to the basement, and Zane would do something, and I would just speed run like, Mega Man X or X2 because those games were just so solid in their controls and so much fun <laughs> to play. And something about being a robot... Just a kick-ass robot who's still the underdog is so much fun. Absolutely. So I was really excited to jump into this cartoon. However. Yes. <laughs> um, the Goodwill 
toward this cartoon comes from the fact that it was you know such a good game series and i think what i my most overall... recently brawl the newer brawl oh yeah right? I, I haven't had a chance or to Smash try it Wii, yet but Wii U. that's exciting i have he's one of the more fun characters because they just jam a power into every like analogs and button combination i, I would imagine um, yeah but i think what i found was even though the show had a lot of glaring flaws i enjoyed it just because it gave me that fix yeah 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 you, you just enjoyed watching the things that you already like right yeah, it's like rewatching any show, really. Like it, the show doesn't need it to be good any in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It just reminds you of the time in which you felt good. <laughs> That's right. Um, so the let me tell you about the production of the actual Mega Man series first. Please do. Uh, so the video game came out for the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1987. So this was the yeah. early days of the home consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was invented by Keiji Inafune. Uh, the, the the design was made by Akira Kitamura. Inafune, I believe. I don't believe. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, but he, he he actually um, he developed when he, when he was doing Mega Man X, he made uh, Zero, and that character mm. was actually much closer to his original idea. Um, but just Re- oh, Me- Me- Mega Man just kind of just kind of clicked in terms of the limitations of the system at the time. Yeah, because I mean, like it. I mean, Zero is a little bit more complex, and he doesn't really make any sense with a more limited move set. You kind of have to be agile mm-hmm. to to make him work, and that was not a not a thing that Mega Man could could do in the in the eight bit era, yeah. I guess. And so there, there's the original Mega Man series, then there's Mega Man X, uh, which is very similar to it in play style with a Love few key differences. Life. Um, and then there's a few other ones like the Battle Network series of games where it's like. Hey, what if they did computers instead of robots? Yeah, I, I never really followed along with that. I I didn't either. I figured it could be good. Um, I just never really had a chance to try it out. Yeah, I I, I feel like Mega Man has had like a hundred games, and like twenty of them are good, and like ninety percent of those are Mega Man or Mega Man X. Yeah. And and one of the main appeals of the series was the um all the different robot masters and the when you beat them you as Mega Man get their powers and then you get to use them in a rock paper scissors way against other bosses um and in, in the first game all of the uh, bo- all the robot masters were based off of like you know things that would be useful in construction and and jobs that humans couldn't generally do right because the the plot of it is yeah. uh, is that Dr. Light created these robots to help mankind you know uh Fireman could like work furnaces and heating, and uh, Electman could power cities, and mm-hmm. Bomb Man is like he's the bomb, a terrorist. I guess <laughs> I'm not really sure, <laughs> but like the idea is that he built these robots with Doctor Wily's help to help the world, and then Doctor Wily just because he felt like it stole all of them and tried to take over the world himself. Right, and he would have been able to do that because these are the progenitors of this robotic tech. Mm-hmm. This is like the first people who figured out nuclear power just have this incredible tactile, tactical edge over everyone else in the continuity. Exactly. Which is the coolest thing about it, which means that... It, you know, it kind of became that, this uh, arms race. and whereas, Yeah, it absolutely and, did. And Wiley kept building these robot masters being like, oh, this one will do it. And Dr. Light just kept on saying like, no, let me just improve on this very basic, as human as possible robot. Yeah, he he's more of a uh, he's more of an idea man. Uh, Wiley is a bit more communist and numbers. <laughs> uh, like if I make enough of these, uh, the 
personality-addled idiots. Maybe one of them will stick. But um, one of my favorite things that I found out um, is after the first game, the robot masters, the bosses of the games, were submitted by fans. After the first game, they were submitted by fans. All of them? I think most of them. Uh, Are we talking Mega Man 2? Yeah, like Mega Man 2, 3... What about the X's? I don't think so. Probably I, I, not. I really don't know, but... Um, yeah. Th- those bosses were a bit more out there. And, you know, the although the game is pretty much the same eight times, um, <laughs> it's really good, so you don't mind hearing it eight times. Right. Which we'll bring back later and why that doesn't work quite as well. In, in a TV a, show. In a TV show. Or at least it could have been done better. But if that was he's been goal. beloved throughout so many different continuities that uh, we are going to just, you know, sprinkle in various bits of Mega Man lore and internet love, etc. throughout the entire episode. Yeah. And I will be putting in a ton, a ton of music. <laughs> let's cut one in now. So good. Yep. Let's 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 do my favorite one of all. The character itself, Mega Man, was actually inspired by Astro Boy. Yeah, and it's, I mean, you can pretty much see it. And anime in general, which, like, this show, I felt like, felt more like Astro Boy than actually Mega Man in a lot of ways. I didn't see Astro Boy. He's he's not quite as com- cartoony as Astro Boy. That's true. He, uh, Astro Boy is a little bit more like Strong Bad anime. Um <laughs> You know, yeah. Mega Man's a little bit farther away from that. He's not quite as bad. He doesn't go chibi or anything like that. Um, but the reason that Mega Man is blue is because the Nintendo color palette had more blue shades, and they wanted greater definition of the character sprite. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and I mean, blue works super well for this sort of uh, this sort of niche where you're like appealing to what preteen males in their power fantasy age <laughs> males like blue blue good guy Done. golden yeah. yeah and it and it provided contrast because most of the villain robot masters kind of had it a like a red and yellow palette most of the time did they i feel like you're making that up look at proto man cuts man and guts man i guess so i mean zero is also red though that's true with blonde hair <laughs> gotta have blonde hair I mean, Zero's also secretly a villain, but like, whatever. Like, we're not going to go yeah, super not, far into the Mega Man let's, continuity. Let's, um, if you're done with the any Mega Man continuity, let's talk about the show itself. Um, before I do that, mm-hmm. no, you know what? Let's do that. Let's let's go right into the show. Yep. So, uh, the basic plot of the show is the basic plot of the games, <laughs> essentially. Yep. Which is, you know, Doctor Light and Doctor Wily made these robots. Dr. Wily was butthurt about his plans being not as good, and the fact that Light, Dr. Light's handsomer and or stole his fiance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, this didn't actually happen, but it might as well have been. He's just like <laughs> super jealous asshole. Insert like, your own reason. If Insert your own spiteful jerk-ass reason you, for Dr. Wily betraying Dr. Light. If you had the patience to sit through an opening Mega Man cutscene instead of jumping right in, you were doing it wrong. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, you know... Proto men, like the band Proto men, really have fun with that. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I, li- um, I like the sort of open-ended, your own interpretation, because there's so few actual plot beats to this. That's one of the best things about Mega Man, is that you can just put your own... Like, depending on what age group you are, you can look at... Like, it's any good piece of art, mm-hmm. in that you can just insert your own meaning based on your own perception. Sure. Um, and, you know, I don't mean that in a pretentious way, but it's actually pretty applicable here. <laughs> There, there's some pieces of art where you're just like, yeah, this guy didn't even know what he was doing. He was just hoping that meaning would pop out. Yeah. But here there's like an implied backstory, which is really cool. Um, and we do touch a little bit of that in the cartoon. Right. And, because, um, uh, you know, Wily steals all these robot masters and starts mass producing them. But Dr. Light just has a couple like not prototypes, but like finished products that simulate human intelligence and ethics. Um, by the names of Rock and Roll. Yep. For, I don't know, reasons? Yeah, let's say reasons. Japanese reasons? Yep. Because <laughs> I, I guess the I guess this wasn't originally a rhythm game. Yeah, I don't know. They, <laughs> I'm sure. Why not? A lot of it's just like, hey, this developer had an idea, and then they just kind of rolled with it. Ah, good one. And uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, and... For some reason, Mega is uh, equipped with all these special powers, and Roll is just kind of utility bot. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, Mega takes on the mantle of Dr. Light to stop all these other robots, because no one else is capable of doing so. For some reason. Like, they have robot police who do nothing, except when they're, like, taken over. Right, but they're very functionary. That's true. And Dr. Wily can just... He he erase their brains with, like, a <laughs> radar gun yeah. that he... Like, one of those, like, barcode monster scanner things. <laughs> I like how it's like, yeah, in the end, Mega Man wins because Mega Man's the only robot that has, like, heart and, like, human emotions. And then you remember that, like, Roll does too? So it's like, Mega Man wins because he's got heart and a gun. And is also a man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Correct. Um, um, oh, but before we get yeah. too far, um, mm-hmm. so the show itself actually came out in 1994 to 95. And okay. and was ended for budget reasons. People actually liked it quite a bit. Yeah, it was still it was still pretty commercially uh, successful. It didn't play uh, much. even even when it like they were they were actually planning a sequel spinoff uh, focusing on the X continuity, oh. but it got it got scrapped before it was possible. Yeah, they had an episode in the second season about uh, that that kind of led into what we could expect it'd be more like in the in the yeah. Xiverse. But I'm I'm sure we'll get there. But uh, I think it would be more like the 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 uh, the ruined city that is depicted in uh, the Proto Men um, <laughs> plot, uh, the Proto Men timeline of Mega Man, right. uh, which is my favorite thing, of course. But we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, and I, I like this. It was produced and directed by Ruby Spears Enterprises, which was responsible for a lot of like, hey, this is a popular thing. Let's make a Saturday morning cartoon about it. So they're the ones who brought us, like, Mr. T, the animated series, and uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, my God. And it was... So they're to blame. It was also yeah. produced by Ashy Productions and Ocean Entertainment, which did a, a lot of Japanese localization work, so they were Ocean familiar with the style. Is that Big O? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that rings a bell. X would probably be fit, in right, fit right in the Big O universe. <laughs> you know, doesn't he say, like ready 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 vile it's it's time for your close-up or action or something like I that i don't know he's just very open to new things i guess so <laughs> so let's talk, um, let's talk about mega man then all right uh, this mega man i i actually referred to as rock for whatever reason they call him mega they do call him mega which 
you know, I think that's like his English translation canonical name. Mm-hmm. Like rock is technically his name from like Japan because that whole rock and roll and bass and etc. Uh, was a bigger thing in Japan. But uh, here he's called Mega. Um, he's kind of a letdown, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I really liked this character in the games because he was always a uh, he was always the underdog. Mm-hmm. Like Met Hats, you run, you hurt yourself by running into them. Like, Mega Man is not a good piece of hardware, for the most part. <laughs> he's adaptable, but he's, like, you know, lightweight in construction. He, he's not very dense, so running into any other robot will hurt him in uh, in the games. But in the TV show, he's, in, he's nigh indestructible. Right. Well, the, one of the big themes in the game was self-improvement, and you get better over time, you get more, you know, weapons. In the X-Series, you get more heart capsules and more health. Um, but in the show, he's kind of like, yeah, I got it all already. I can do anything. Well, another thing was just, you know, his, his copy power, you know, mm. the darker, more metal version of what Kirby does, <laughs> um, you know, is, is about capitalizing on your strengths rather than beating every problem as though you were being programmed to beat it in the same way. Oh, okay. You know, he, he has the illusion of, at least the illusion of choice. He has more variety, versatility, which is kind of more of Dr. Light's ethos. Right. Which lends to him getting the upper hand but not inherently <laughs> he gets the upper hand because he can puzzle it out yeah <laughs> you know which is it, it's pretty satisfying i thought it's satisfying in the in the games it is not satisfying here he he doesn't really do that i thought um he doesn't he does he does have a, a bit of tactical awareness you know he uses the environment i really enjoyed the fight scenes yeah they're pretty good but he's like just his his indestructibility really gets to me. He's never like shorting out his circuits. Whenever he's hurt, it's because he's low on energy. Right? Which I, is it's not as I don't know. Uh, he, his his mega buster is also really really powerful. It'll like kill mm-hmm. Wily's robots in one hit. Sure. And you just don't have that. There's like a marriage of Mega Man's impracticality and you know his human nature to strive to be better like (laughs) in the games you'll die all the time and you'll have to learn from your mistakes in the way that humans do to overcome problems and he just gets it right every time and shoots a shot through guts man chest like it's nothing you wanted this to be edge of tomorrow would that be so wrong (laughs) um no yeah but i think i think he had to be sort of made more generic for the the kid audience that this was geared toward i guess so it couldn't be quite as you know much of a struggle Mm-hmm. Like you still, you just want. There's two different kinds of cool, um, which I think we we had talked about previously with like Darkwing, like how he's not cool inherently, but his like uh, his, his his more personal and relatable aspects make him cool. Mm-hmm. But he's like not a cool superhero. <laughs> no, and this is kind of the opposite of that, where he's cool inherently because he's a badass and like you know makes he-man quips (laughs) um but he's not cool as like a personality sure speaking of which he his personality reminds me of generator rex a lot yeah absolutely (laughs) which is a super which which is always gonna bum me out regardless of the context it's just not okay (laughs) just he's brash and he's snarky and he's sort of rebellious and stubborn like he doesn't let roll go on the missions because she's a girl (laughs) he makes like really stupid puns and like there's like this one time when even though other robots seem kind of sick of his attitude <laughs> like he'll he'll be 
hitting Ringman, and he'll get the upper hand, and he'll be like, it's been a blast, Ringman. Give me a ring next time you're in town. <laughs> Ringman just, like, looks at him for, like, five seconds, just like, what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, everybody hates him for good reason. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, even if Wily didn't build all these machines, like, he could have very easily convinced him, convinced them, like, just, just give, just punch this guy, would you? Yeah, like, like he's not quite Superman on the whole Batman versus Superman, like, uh, white, white versus gray morality and invulnerable versus vulnerable sort of, uh, sort of spectrum. Mm-hmm. But he's pretty, he's farther on the Superman side. Yeah. As far as I saw it. Um, I, I like that he's uh, incredibly accepting of weird situations. Like he'll, um, <laughs> like if he gets his brain swapped, it's not like, oh my god, I didn't know this was possible. It's just like, okay, how do I get back? What do I do from here? Um, yeah, and that's like, if, if it's like something I didn't really care for. He's like, oh, we travel through time. It's fine. Um, <laughs> when he t- traveled to the future, somebody was like. Do what you did in your comic. And he's like, I have a comic named after me. And then, But then as soon as he finds this out, he makes fun of somebody else for not knowing about it. He's like, if you had read the comic, you would have known this. <laughs> like, he what the hell? understand it five seconds ago, Mega. <laughs> yeah, he's just The, the, the super cool thing cocky. about that, I, now that I think about it, that kind of is cool. The way he is extremely adaptable because it sort right. of underlines that he's adaptable in the way of humans he accepts things in inherently and goes about a practical nature of it it kind of speaks to his dual nature of human and robot yeah which is one of the cooler aspects of his character that isn't played with a lot yeah i just wish he wasn't also a jerk you know well i mean that's a decidedly human thing too but it's like not that much fun (laughs) right um there is a cool part in the first episode in the backstory where he lies to Dr. Wiley, and Wiley's like, I remember iRobot. He can't lie to me. Um, <laughs> let him go. And, you know, that he uses that edge to escape. And it's that was a really cool part because it's like, you know, Wiley's going to have the upper hand with numbers and tech, but Mega Man can think his way out of these situations. Yeah. And it just, it kind of, yeah, again, his just, his indestructible nature really. And also, I just kind of wanted him to be more human for all practical purposes, mm-hmm. like his ethics and his combat, and robot for experience and personality. Yeah. It just wasn't the right mix. Yeah. Compared to the other robots, he's a real he's a real X factor. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm going to make a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I expected because it. Because <laughs> the show does. Yep. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else with Rock? No, I mean, I, 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 like, I like his action sequences. I like the way he plays around but his interactions with other characters it just leaves a lot to be desired yeah like i said like he is a blend of human and robot but it's not the blend i would have wanted <laughs> not the right mix no he's he's not the right cyborg i like that the right cyborg is cyborg teen titan cyborg. <laughs> right um yeah i guess let's move on to roll yeah i actually really liked roll she she grew on me so she she has a bunch of utility items instead of an arm cannon and so like yep. if she gets in a fight she'll use like a vacuum or a fan <laughs> yeah they're mostly domestic which is kind of gross <laughs> yeah like I, I read a quote from one of the producers being like yeah we gave roll a bigger role because i'm sorry about that we gave roll a bigger you know 
a bigger time slot in the in the show because we wanted to appeal to female viewers and show all our wives that we're not the chauvinistic pigs with, uh, that they think. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> However, <laughs> it's always a fan or a vacuum or a can opener or just something that you could find in a kitchen. There, I did enjoy the toaster that shoots heat rays. Like, they're fine, but... <laughs> I kind of want a game or a show where you have to use those normal items as weapons or, like, problem-solving tools. I'm trying to think of an example of that. Does that happen? No. They do that in Dead Rising, oh, yeah? where, like, all of your oh, right. weapons are generally just, like, mall props. That's right. So you can, like, take, a, like, one of those standy umbrellas from, like, a food court <laughs> and, like, just, like, push a bunch of zombies out of the way with it. I like that. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. You use what's around you. Yeah, I, I, I would have enjoyed her not being made so grossly. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, she's got the stronger personality, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like she's the more human of the pair. By, by which I mean, she's less like Generator Rex. <laughs> um, so, so I actually enjoyed whenever she showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she, I think, is what I more wanted from Mega Man in the in terms of like matching what i had in the video game because right. she's sort of not as powerful as the robot masters but she's using her she's using her wits she's, and her environment to a greater degree she, to get the upper hand she's more deliberative which i i think that that's a staple of the Mega Man games. i don't think that's a word it, actually deliberative yeah oh sure <laughs> uh that's a staple of the Mega Man games like if you just keep moving into a situation like you're gonna die like a lot yeah she doesn't rush headfirst into man. She doesn't, <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't go headfirst into battle. She 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 plans it out. She uses her surrounding. It's it's a lot better than what Mega does. Right. Um and they work for Dr. Light, who is they do. based off of Santa Claus. It's more like a it's more like a superhero team than an actual family or a boss relationship. Right. It's more like Dr. Light is like Oracle and we've got like batman and nightwing i could see that or something like that uh i wouldn't have minded more of like a familial aspect between the three which because that was kind of his point in making them yeah because he was lonely (laughs) yeah (laughs) because he needed new bandmates um yeah that would have been a little bit cooler i understand why they didn't do it because you know with the demographic involved it's not that interesting unless Mega Man's shooting something Mm mm-hmm so it makes sense. Dr. Lloyd gets a couple nice scenes where he, like, has to program something on the fly with one of his little droids. Yeah. Um, um, and he's he, always inventing notably, stuff. Notably, his, his voice actor is is Jim Burns, who is Merlin from King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Fantastic. And this is one of many voice actors from King Arthur and the Knights of Justice <laughs> who made it onto this show. Which, were they at all related in the production at all? No, I think Knights was a couple years before. I think you're right. Um, but it was also like a one of those marketed shows, right? Oh yeah, marketed. absolutely. This this was it's weird because I like this was never on. No, I didn't see it at, I, either. It must have been like one of those uh, non WB and or it was on Fox Disney. Family, but like really inconsistently and only for like sense. a few months. Yeah, it didn't have a long run, so that makes sense. Yeah, which is weird because eh, hey, you know whatever. Um, it's yeah i like him okay i like his voice i like his function he doesn't add too much but he doesn't subtract either and it's a necessary function for the for the plot mm-hmm. and he provides i this like nice... it whenever he, is, he is consulted 
mm-hmm. during a mission. Yeah, he provides a nice, you know, calm, even-tempered, logical, like, helpful counterpoint to our antagonist, hero of the Mega robots, Man. Van Kleist. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Mega Man as the antagonist. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he, you're talking about Dr. Wily. Dr. Wily. <laughs> Listen to yourself, then listen carefully to me. If you replace the working parts, you get a different machine. The man who turns the wheels, they will follow anywhere. <laughs> who is voiced by Scott McNeil. Mm-hmm. Whom is Blackwing and a bunch of other guys from King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. <laughs> and I think also, is it also Cutman or is that someone else? No, that's, uh, that's Terry Classen. Okay. Who does but, most of the Yeah, bands. this voice actor is great. He, his voice is the best part. <laughs> is the best voice acting, he's, I think, he's in just, the whole just show. the most over-the-top German. <laughs> uh, there was a fan video. You, you had mentioned it during our last episode. Mm-hmm during Garfield and Friends, that there was a fan video, a full-length fan movie made for Mega oh, Man, I did, which was I didn't, not good. I didn't end up watching it. No, it's okay. You didn't need to. But the best part of it was the over-the-top German accent by the Wily, <laughs> by, the, by the guy who played Dr. Wily. Yeah. And that is that is also relevant here as well. Um, um, Wily is actually based off of um, Albert Einstein? In the way that Dr. Light was based off of Santa Claus? In the way that Dr. Light was based off of Edison, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> What, uh, Einstein, yeah, I can see that quite a bit. Um, <laughs> well, remember, this, the game was made in Japan, and they don't really have a huge, great view of yeah, Einstein. Yeah, they, they must not be, he, they, they, must, they must be pretty fed up with Einstein. All the comparisons we make to him being of deific status. Yeah. Uh, he is really cool in, uh, in the whole the whole continuity wherein we're talking about, like, an arms race between Dr. Light and Dr. Wily. yeah. He, the the the, uh, the idea is that he has all of this nuclear tech, but he does he he doesn't really have all good control over it. So he gets like I don't know what the metaphor here is like shouted down by Congress or something. But it just his super powerful technology can't like I guess Doctor Light is the U.S. and he's just like I know you have a lot of nukes, but we have a bigger one, and it's pointed right the hell at you. Right. Well, his his robot masters are dysfunctional. They they have weird personalities. Proto Man just straight up flips him the bird most of the time. Um, <laughs> I love Proto Man <laughs> for that reason. Um, but like, I really wish they had played up the Doctor Light as a father figure because that would have shown like, yeah, when you're Doctor Wily and you have this dysfunctional family where you're just kind of commanding things, then you don't get good results, and and they couldn't really have given him that sort of Magneto vibe in this kind of cartoon. I saw it more as, like, capitalism versus communism. Oh, really? Yeah, like, we're talking about arms race. It's really, like, the Cold War hmm. in that, you know, Wiley represents this, you know... Uh, Everybody has their specific function. Everyone has one function, the assembly, the assembly line process, uh, you know, and we're, we're, we're cranking out lots of materials, but it's maybe not as good quality and has its <laughs> limitations, and it's going to break down down the line. Um <laughs> Whereas Dr. Light kind of represents this, yeah, we, you know, we, we, we don't go in for that whole, you know, efficiency, uber all this thing. We, we're all special little snowflakes, <laughs> and we attach guns to them. Yep. So, and we yeah, steal your trade secrets. Steal your trade secrets. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that's yeah, that's kind of funny. They are both thieves in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that in in those contexts. But it does seem like Wiley kind of rep- represents communism in some way. I think it's interesting that these two are really the only people making robots, and the rest of the world just kind of goes along as normal. It reminds me of Fantastic Voyage in that you know there's this huge war, and the first pe- the first side that gets the gets the secret to miniaturization is going to win the war mm-hmm. and will basically set the entire world on its course for the rest of uh, the rest of the future but it's just a matter of uh the, it's just a matter of getting uh it's just a matter of getting that one genius on mm-hmm. your side did you read um, fantastic voyage 2 the sequel i did not it was actually really good um but yeah it had that same idea except in the end um, there were two technologies, the shrinking and like some sort of mind reading. Um, oh. But it turned out that they had to work together because you could only read somebody's mind from inside them. <laughs> That's really stupid, but okay. I really liked it. Um, he, he wrote it better, I, mean, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm Fantastic Voyage is one of my absolute favorite books. So well, Asimov, I'm not surprised that we're making. Well, this. Asimov said that he felt constrained in that one, and when he wrote the sequel, he was like, "This is the one I wanted to write." Really? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's down in the basement. Uh, I'll have to give it a shot. That's um, what I was doing while you were playing. <laughs> playing what? Uh, Mega Man. <laughs> I was reading. Oh, okay. Is is is, is reading uh, Asimov to the Revenge? No, I was reading comics. Oh yeah, no, uh, you know Mega Man comics. If you read the comic book, you'd understand the weakness. Uh, it's so the way that Wiley is like efficiency in his like ruthless efficiency and he steals these robots and mass produces them mm-hmm. is undercut or at least textured a little bit by the way he programs them yeah which is with extremely goofy <laughs> personality really defective yeah like i feel like he's trying to recreate his home life that caused him to turn evil <laughs> like he's just making like really really gross depictions of his family like this guy only cares about like this, this this one robot only cares about money like talking about rings all the time <laughs> it is it is really dysfunctional and i think that plays into the whole communism aspect um because he's like he's like we're all in this together but i'm first among equals and he just keeps feeding them this propaganda like we need more money we could succeed if not for those damned americans yeah, in uh, in Mega Man Nine, the plot is that he straight up just convinces the robots to to undergo reprogramming. <laughs> he doesn't just forcefully do it. He kind of has to, you know, you know, anarchist them to his side. Which, by the way, we keep talking about communism as like the villain here. We, I, I don't even know where I come down on that. It's just a, it's just a reasonable analog. Yeah, so it was, it was part of the time. It was, it was a sign of the times. Yep. Yep. Uh, but like I said, the way he programs them is pretty telling of his character. It, it's it's almost as though like ro- he he's sort of like a kid in a can in a robot store. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and he's just trying out new stuff t- because it's fun. Yeah, kind of like the Joker. Like like I got the impression that Doctor Light had all of these morals and guidelines in programming Rock. Whereas Dr. Wiley was, I bet I could do this. And, you know, he didn't ever stop to... He, he just was wondering whether he could. He never really stopped to wonder whether or not he should. My robots are the best robots. <laughs> yeah, like... And, and like, he, he finds something and he likes it and he just tweaks it. So, like, 
He's like, yeah, I want a robot that cuts stuff. And then he has, like, three things that they all just cut stuff, but they have different skins. Like, Snake Man, he shoots snakes that cut things. Now, That's not appreciably minute, different from Cut Man, who shoots out now, cut, things minute, that cut things. You, you are, you are going off the continuity. You are going off the canon, which is that Doctor Light makes these robots, and then Doctor Wily steals them. And I thought that Doctor Light just made the first wave. Why would Doctor Light make Snake Man? It's weird, right? Or Pharaoh? I'm pretty Man. sure he keeps doing that. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he keeps doing that. At least that's the way of the first two games, and the third game as well. I think. Um, uh, like, Dr. <laughs> Wily might have eventually gotten the hang of it, but for the first two games, he's just reprogramming the ones that Dr. Light already it's made. It's so hard to keep the Mega Man, um, you know, uh, lore straight, because the original... Because <laughs> it makes no the, sense. The canonical version does not give a lot of information, or at least I skipped over it, because, come on, let's do that intro stage. Yeah, and we, we, and we gotta get to Quick Man. But, like, uh, you know, when I think about the plot, I'm, like, going back and forth, I'm like... Was that established in the series? Did I see it in the show? Was it in the rock opera? Or was it? did I read it on Bob and George? Like... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like this... Dr. Wiley in this show kind of is, is very reminiscent of Bob and George. Mm-hmm. Because, like, um, like a Bob and George, a sprite comic that delves heavily into Mega Man. Um, one of the first sprite comics. One of the first ones and one of the better ones, I think. I, I just in, again, I just enjoy watching robots fight. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, and one of the big jokes there was how all the pro, all the robots had just like really one note personalities, and that's especially true here, especially with my favorite character, Cutman, <laughs> who whose function is just always to make puns that relate to scissors, whether or not they make sense. And I guess that's what a scissors. lot of the robots do. But Cutman does it the best. Sure. <laughs> Time to cut you down to size. Or like, it's, it looks like you're in for a close shave. It's just always really funny the <laughs> stretch he's willing to make to get to a pun. Yeah. Um, and, and it's weird that, like, I think this was something that they could have uh, done a lot better. Like, I didn't mind that Proto Man was always hanging out with Wily. I did mind that Cut Man and Guts Man were just always there. Like, well, they have favorites, such a huge continuity to grab from, to work with, and they only used a few, and they mm-hmm. just kept on using those three. I mean, I think it makes sense that they do, because uh, because I, I guess, like, the voice acting for... I think the voice acting for the rest of the, the, the robots is not as much fun as listening to Guts Man or Cup Man. That's true. Like, I was... I, I didn't mind them showing up. I thought they You're were... You're not watching this for the voice acting. Don't no, lie to me. No, but like, I was for Cut Man, but... <laughs> Gut Man, Guts Man and Cut Man were, I mean, they fulfill roles which are... The big guy, little to, guy. Yeah, they're the big guy and, like, the rogue, like, the, the knife guy, and, you know... Joey, you uh, Joey Mousepad and the, and the clamps. You can't... Yeah, exactly. He's got clamps. You're always going to need clamps. You're not always going to need Gemini lasers. It's just exactly. not as relevant. He didn't even use Gemini lasers. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um... The one more I wanted to say one more thing about Dr. Wily, which is I'm pretty sure he has a death wish. Why is he in the front lines? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I guess you could sort of say like he he wants to be able to repair them on the fly, but he doesn't seem to have trouble doing that from afar the few times yeah, that he needs like, to. A robot falls apart and he just vacuums it. He vacuums up it up like, with his with his skulldozer. <laughs> I'll rebuild this later. Yeah. <laughs> you idiots. 
Uh, it's a good thing that it's only made like by like fourteen different parts. Yeah, <laughs> just like the nu- no nuts together. and bolts. <laughs> it's good all just Legos. <laughs> yeah, he like mixes them up. It's weird. <laughs> and he also like will tell Mega Man information which is not necessary to give him. Oh yeah, like he's showing shades of Monarch a little bit in that he like leaves a bomb <laughs> on the space station that Mega Man's on and tells him about it and how much time he has before it goes off. Man. Like, if you didn't tell him about it, you'd blow up Mega Man. Problem solved. Now you're giving him a deadline, making him work faster. <laughs> it's one of those fun things if you uh, tell them the wrong amount of time. Yeah, that would be good. It did not <laughs> or like, happen. pull an Ozymandias and only tell them after you did it. And, like, oh, yeah, classic you only have Bond 20 villain. minutes. No, not really. I, it already happened. I was kidding. <laughs> that that would have been good. Um, JK. Maybe he's just playing the long con. You know, mm-hmm. one one of these days he'll do it, and they'll believe him because he's been straight up and down with him since <laughs> so far. Um, he's also a very funny, like, like 80s villain in that he's extremely just evil for evil's sake. Yeah, his, his three plot lines are, like, he needs money, he <laughs> wants to kill Mega Man, he wants to take over the world. Yeah. Um, there's like a there's a scene missing there. Not really though. Like you don't need a, another scene with this of this vintage of cartoon. Let me yeah, uh, I suppose not. let me recite to you a line verbatim and okay. I want you to tell me whether or not it sounds out of place for the cartoon that we're watching. But nothing could sound out of place for this show. <laughs> well, let me give you it and and you I think you'll see my point. Feast your eyes on the solar focusing lens. Once I get it to the moon and into the super laser, the world will bow down at my command. That sounds reasonable. That sounds exactly. That sounds like exactly what his character is supposed to do. I'm, I'm, that sentence had like a few really specific things, and then one huge generalization. What do you mean? Oh, world will bow down. If I get, if I get, if, yeah. I get <laughs> if I get the lens into this laser on the moon, then everything's good <laughs> the thing is he's like pretty prolific with his programming but his schematics are just so shoddy <laughs> like he just doesn't plan anything out ahead of time yeah did you want to talk about proto man at all uh yeah he's kind of the last major character and he is like wily at least in in name has bigger goals and plans proto man seems to just want to torture his brother i'm i still don't understand what exactly proto man's doing because if we're if we're using the game canonically, or at least as like a, a baseline to compare to, Proto Man is sort of this uh, baseline. Uh, no, that's okay then. We can move on. <laughs> He's sort of this. Um, uh, what's 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 the term when you have like a not quite villain? He's like a Meta Knight. You know, he's okay. technically on the villain side, but you know, he's ultimately for good ends. Yeah, and that's kind of always how I saw him. Like uh, more Magneto than anything else. I mean, not Magneto quite because he's not—he's not quite in sure. that role. He's more yeah. in like a Meta Knight role where he's—he's he's he's playing the villain, but he's playing the long con, and you're not quite sure what his end goal is. Yeah, but his short goals are so like uh, like destructive that you you can't let him get a foothold. Sure. See how it plays out, <laughs> and uh, that that sort of loops us back into the continuity of. Uh, you know, this being an arms race, which is, if Mega Man loses even one time, world's over. Oh, yeah. World is done. (laughs) Whereas, uh, if, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the the games, it's just if Wily fucks up one time, then Mega Man wins. (laughs) Oh, that's a neat inversion. 
it, I don't know what it means or if it means anything, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't. But it's hard not to it's hard not to hear it. Um, one thing about Proto Man, he just incessantly reminds us of the fact that he and Mega Man are brothers. Yeah, he he's working that that line a little bit hard. <laughs> um, that is a much cooler relationship, and I really wanted to link it back to the Proto Man continuity, which I might we might as well bring it up now because we're jumping into tone and genre, mm-hmm. um, which is. Proto Men, the album, the 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 band Proto Men is basically a Mega Man rock opera, which uh, which will uh, which basically has Wily has won. He's taking control of the world, and Doctor Light has to work in secret to create these new robots to try to battle to try to challenge his power. And Proto Men has already been inducted to the other side, and Mega Man now has to fight his uh, his brother. Which right, is, which is so cool, but they don't have any of that like history, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I guess they didn't really have in the rock opera, but it was easier to see it. Yeah, because they didn't they didn't really fight; they just talked. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, and that's this. You know, again, this continuity is so open; you can really gear it toward your audience. Um, I like the the idea, like, okay, this in that continuity, Doctor Light's really the underdog, and Doctor Wily has power. Whereas here in the show, you know, like, everything's pretty normal. Everyone says, like, yeah, Dr. Light's the good guy. And when they foil Wily, it's like, mm, silly rabbit. Yeah, uh-uh-uh, you got out of line, you silly <laughs> terrorist. The, uh, it's, it's like, I mean, the way you can identify this inversion is in this show, Dr. Light is the good guy and Wily is a terrorist. Whereas in the Proto Men continuity, um, Dr. Wily is basically the mayor you know, from, like, 1984 or something, and uh, Dr. Light is the terrorist. He's a freedom fighter, Ben. Excuse me. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, that's that's a really cool plot line. And just to say it right now, the, the cartoon did not do that, and it's <laughs> really to its detriment, and it's super formulaic and 80s in a way, and uh, it's just, like... It, it's a kid's I action love, show. I love the source material, and I just don't like the product. I think that the people making this also like the source material. I think they treat it well without leaning on it too heavily. Yeah, that's that's not untrue. Um, like, they don't, they don't malign you know mega man's memory or anything <laughs> but uh they just kind of like don't use it they they don't give me what i loved about it mm-hmm. which was the moral ambiguity and you know the 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 progression of self right progression so of I, ego the Anne randian perspective so i think this this show could have gone better as you know a villain of the week type thing where it's not always wily or proto man or cut like actually rotate like oh this robot went rogue maybe wily's behind it um and he's terrorizing the town in his own way and Mega Man has to like plan and figure out how to beat this particular guy who would actually be stronger than him mm-hmm. alternatively <laughs> they could have like a stronger larger overarching plot arc um you know something that deals with the relationship between the good and bad robots and wily's plan like it, this show could have gone in either direction but it just didn't commit Maybe I, I I honestly think that the the pieces just weren't there. Not that they were arranged in the wrong order. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I think I that Mega that. Man's just too far away from the character I want him to be. That no amount of rearranging will really do it. I that think he just needed true. to be a lot weaker and a lot more human in his 
in both his you know construction yeah. and in his uh and in his uh accessibility i think that's true of all the robot masters like i'm i'm glad they have personalities i'm just not sure i like the ones that they got oh no that's where that's where i disagree with you i really like the ones that they got because they're like you know every problem is a nail and i'm going to hammer it you um, like cut man that's I it i fucking love him the voice is so good <laughs> yeah it's just the sheer perspective of it all and scene um yeah well let's 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 talk further about the tone i think mm-hmm. one of the coolest things about the show though is that there's still lots of people in this world which is not something we see in the games where we sure. only see robots robots are more so, interesting like seeing civilians everywhere makes it really clear that mankind is not ready for the progress of robotics Mm-hmm. Because they just there's nothing they can do. It, it, this is like you know if this is like when, when <laughs> yeah. gangs on the street just can overpower the police. But to yeah, everybody just kind of ducks degree. and covers. Yeah, I- including the cops. The cops can't do shit. <laughs> like that. I think that's the coolest thing in the show is that the stakes are extremely high. In that only two people have access to the tech. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're locked in a stalemate, like much like the the nuclear power thing. That, yeah, that, that's that's the coolest aspect of this show. Mm-hmm. And there are robots all over the place, you know, in an iRobot sort of way with Will Smith, in that, you know, there's all these helper robots all over the place, but they're not equipped in the same capacity. Sure. You get, like, vending machine robot who's friendly. Yeah. He, or whatever. He's, it would be really hard for him to hold up a convenience store, which I assume is how he would get more product were he to go mm-hmm. rogue. He's got to get his fix. Yeah, that's a, yeah, he's just a junkie robot. <laughs> Soviet block vending machine, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you keep the dark future in line, it, like in mind, like if you take this as a precursor to when Wily takes control of the city, aka the world, yeah. this tension gets a lot stronger with each battle because you know that as soon as Mega Man fucks up, it's game over. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, or at least it could have been. The dialogue plays the setting very jokey, so that that that's not really a thing that gets expressed through the entire medium. Yeah, dialogue's pretty rough. The dialogue is really tasteless. Like, they just jump from pun to plot to pun to plot with very little in the way <laughs> of characterization or suspense. Oh no, he absorbed my weapon. <laughs> Try this on for size. It's a good thing Dr. Light has everything under control. What do you mean about Dr. Light having everything under control? Like, they have to restate the whole sentence. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit He-Man. It's so... Ha- they're all... But, like, they're all committing to to it. Like, they've never heard a, a one-liner before. Yeah, like, it's and the then best X thing shows ever up, said. and it gets even worse. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you must admit that the voice actor for X is really bad. Maybe not the voice actor, but the dialogue chosen for X is, like, <sighs> really, really hard. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, he's only in one episode, so it doesn't matter that much. Um, it's very clear in this show who the seasoned voice actors are, which I think is why it's a good idea that they kept on bringing back Cutman and Gutsman. <laughs> Fine. I, uh, you know, I'm not trying to convince you. It's like, I'm just <laughs> explaining why I think that's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one other thing I wanted to say about how the continuity loops into the show is that... Uh, the way that the robots don't ever kill each other makes perfect sense in this. 
Oh, yeah? As opposed to, like, King Arthur. Like, with King Arthur, they would just have, like, a scrimmage, <laughs> and then they'd go back to the castle for burgers. Um, where, whereas in this, the only goal that Mega or the other robots have is to decommission the robots for the, for the, for the fight. The greater because good. they're essentially just getting in the way while Wiley does his while Wiley does his theft thing, right? Oh yeah, and it doesn't make any sense for him to blow up Cutman or Gutsman because Wiley will just make another one. Mm-hmm. So, and it doesn't make sense for them to like. Well, I guess it does make sense for you know the robot masters to try to kill Mega Man. So that tension is there, but it, I think it makes sense that they that Mega never really tries to kill the other robots. Mm-hmm. Which I think actually could have also been an aspect of his personality that could have been subtle, which is just that he doesn't want to kill his, you know, quote-unquote brothers. And yeah. disabling them is enough. But then you've got that hammer-nail problem, and the hammer's a ray gun. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that's true. <laughs> um, but, but like I said, the robot masters like, do try to kill him. Like, I would have gotten tired of it very quickly if Mega Man, anytime he had to fight another robot, was just like, you don't want to do this. Like, oh, try like to a talk them hesitant. out of it instead of just, like, shooting them. Yeah, but if, if you want to read into it that way, it's very easy to, like, see the efficiency behind the ethics, which is he's already made the calculation, the moral calculation in a fraction of a second. He has to use not lethal force, but disabling force, even though sure. he doesn't want to hurt his brothers. Mm-hmm. Which you don't have to loop. You don't have to read into that, especially if you're eight. So I can't credit it to the show, but it helped. It sure. helped get me through it. It was a nice lozenge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't mind this show. I didn't mind it either. It just—it's such a high bar that you would have to hit for it to match my memories of the of how I felt during the games and That's listening true. to the Proto Men soundtrack and listening to Dwayne and Brando. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, this is like one of my favorite tracks ever. It's really good. Yeah. I'll, I'll put a little bit of it in. Nothing too explicit. But <laughs> I think that's... Good luck. I think, well, I think that actually the Dwayne and Brando way of... Uh, depicting Mega Man is pretty spot on. Oh, he's hardcore in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, he's... Yeah, it's, it's pretty close to this guy, where, too. Where he's, he's, he's pretty Generator Rex, as he, it is. Where he raps about how great he is going into the robots, murders them, and then makes fun of them in rap. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and all the robot masters are like, check out my wood puns. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> yep. Speak anyway. for the trees. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, want to get into animation? Sure. This is way cheerier than I'm used to in my Mega Man. Yeah. Um, which is surprising because the Mega Man games originally were were like really candy colored and blocky. Well, I think um, y- you know the the game itself styled after Astro Boy and the whole anime like. They wanted to take what would normally play as an anime and give it a Western vibe. And I think both cultures attribute this sort of, like, wackiness to the other. Yeah, whenever you see, (laughs) like, uh, whenever you see Japanese appreciation for, like, Western audiences, it's all about being, like, you know, surfer dude frat boys. 
if you want to be a cool guy. Oh, yeah, you know, everyone. Like, like Travis <laughs> from Hamtaro is necessary. Everyone in this show is so macho. Like, everyone's built. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, not, maybe not Dr. Light. <laughs> this is a good robot pun. I, I, I didn't appreciate it at the time like I should have. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, like, there was this... Yeah. Was, was this made in Japan? I don't recall. Um, this, this was a Western animation, wasn't it? It was a Western animation, but it had it definitely had a lot of Japanese influence. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the case. Um, so I think that that we can attribute uh, Rock's or Mega's, Mega's personality to that, where we yeah. need the protagonist to be brash and in your face. We need him to be like Sonic. One of or, the big yeah. uh, letdowns for me regarding Mega Man in the animation is. When he steals their powers, that's a great opportunity to give him, like, a color scheme or, like, a cool design, like a racing stripe kind of thing. Like, oh, what didn't... if they did, like, a close-up uh, Generator Rex style, like, looking in on the bloodstream, <laughs> but instead you look in on the circuits and you can see, like, in his, like, circuit <laughs> brain, he's, like, analyzing how he can use it. And you get, like, a quick little cutscene of him shooting out the weapon. Like, at a target range? Yeah, that'd be like, great. Like, in the exact manner that they did in the show, in the, in the games. They need to make this more like the games. Right? <laughs> is basically it. <laughs> or at least uh. in the X games they do that. I don't know if they do that in the regular games. I forget. Uh, I think some. Maybe. Maybe but, the later um, ones. But the, the the designs for the characters, like, especially the robot masters, are really slick. Like, I like the way everybody looks. Yeah, that is actually something I wanted to say, which is the designs that they do make for the characters. The characters are probably the character models are probably the best part of the mm-hmm. animation. They they took the way that they looked from the games and then they added details and just oh, man. and a certain endearing blockiness. The the blockiness is is really helpful <laughs> in in that we're trying to dehumanize these monsters. Yeah. So, like, making them Porygon-esque is, is really helpful in that. <laughs> and making Mega the most, like, detailed one. He's got, like, that helmet stripe. Yeah. You know? Um, he can frown, which is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. He's, At, he's got a humanish thing, face. Yeah. The best thing that I noticed, which, you know, didn't doesn't doesn't and didn't uh, require pointing out. <laughs> and, and, like, I'm kind of ashamed that I felt the need to note this. <laughs> But I think it's so funny that Doctor Wiley has like a gold tie clip. What? Like he's got a like he's got a little red tie, or maybe it's a black tie. I don't remember. But I never he's noticed got, like, this. this little gold tie clip to keep it pinned to his shirt. That's great. And I'm like, oh, oh they yeah, probably it does. didn't want They probably didn't want to animate his tie, so they put a clip on. Like they just paid a lot of attention <laughs> to the models in this. That's great. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I also like in that one X episode. Um, and we mention a lot, but only because it's very different from every other episode. Right, and, and um, it's, you know, one that we definitely both watched. And it's, um, the, you know, the X models, the model of robots from the future, also look very different. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they, they, they're, they're a bit sleeker. Um, they're kind of bit, more steampunk, aren't they? They're more steampunk. They have a lot more color gradients. Um, and, of course, you know, because they're not basing everything off of a human, you know, like in the original Mega Man games, it's something man. And then mm-hmm. in the Mega Man X games, it's, like, power animal. Yeah, yeah. Slide. No? What? Slide I'll, I'll, I'll cut in. I'll cut in Fight Club. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I've seen that. You're going deeper into your cave. Into your 
going to find your power animal. Some, somebody's going to get it and be really happy. And it's not going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, Moving on. Speaking to the future tech, let's move into music and sound unless you had something else. No, you know uh, what? I, I just probably not. S- we're probably not ready yet. I, ju- I just wanted to say that the um, the action scenes are really well choreographed. It yeah. got to the point where I just kind of skipped most of the episode and went to the fight scenes. Because you've got a bunch of colorful robots jumping all over different cityscapes, just shooting their powers around and using their environments to trap each other. Yeah, that's not so bad. I wouldn't have minded some, like, camera panning, but I guess that was after its time. I would like an open-world game where, like, uh, you know, you got this... uh, I don't know how to describe it, but everyone's moving around on their own screen, like a LAN party, like, with eight people, and everybody gets their own robot master, and you go around fighting each other. I I would love it. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're the only one. No. (laughs) I I don't know if I would like that at all. Um, I kind of disagree, uh, not in that the combat scenes are better than the rest, because they are, but in that the combat scenes are any good. <laughs> I, I think that the animation stop, uh, like stops being good at the character models. Hmm. Um, this is about as limited a- animation as you can get, which I keep okay. saying for different shows, but it's 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 true every time I say it. I, I didn't feel it was that bad. Uh, it, it felt pretty bad to me. It felt worse than King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Well, um, now I don't know what to think. For some reason, it doesn't bother me that it's limited animation but i just didn't feel like the 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 fight scenes were as strong as you think they were well like we said the the blockiness and the fact that they're robots uh i I think it i think it plays into that well you know because you don't have to animate charming you don't have to animate like flesh moving as the character moves like you've got a cylinder (laughs) just change the angle of the cylinder and he's moved what if what if Gutsman was just like this really chunky robot, and like I don't know how you would like draw like Robo Flesh rippling, but it's like it's like one of those koans or cones. However, you like what is the sound of Robot Flesh rippling or something like that? <laughs> like the, the aluminum sheeting that makes that thunder sound when you exactly move it. like yeah like in a symphony like in an orchestra. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh man oh they have um they actually have that in this in this show uh the fart trombones again oh good <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean whenever rush shows up yeah yeah god i hate rush you know what i did at first as well i think i think that's how they had to play him in this show yeah i mean there was no alternative it's just i didn't like it yeah okay fair enough <laughs> um uh, one of the other sound effects they use is like if Mega Man falls down, it kind of sounds like a truck, like adjusting oh, nice. on its suspension. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> I didn't notice that. Like when you like put something heavy in a car and it kind of sinks down slightly, and makes it a little like shh sound. Yeah, like, that, that's listen pretty to good. it, and it sounds just like a car. That, that's really funny. Um, I liked it. The the creators of Aqua Teen Hunger Force when they were like trying to get meatwad rolling around like the sound for it they just took a big like they like took a package of ground beef and like squished it into the mic oh man i just remember that i have some ground beef and i know i really want to eat it <laughs> yeah chefs and foley artists are really the same profession as it turns out yeah the, the 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 future sound effects like you were mentioning the trains or cars or whatever with with Mega Man crashing that's really good I think they do the energy shots a little bit less well. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, in that, well, they do a good energy shot sound effect, but we get a little bit of Wilhelm scream, in which it's like the only thing that we oh, hear. Oh, yeah, the same sound again and again. It does establish the degree to which the robots are more advanced than their surroundings, but I just got tired of it. I mean, it, it makes sense. I'm willing to, maybe that's why they sometimes switch with, like, the different masters, like, because the sound just of Just to a, get new sound effects? Yeah. Um, the Their voices all sound robotic, like a little tinny, a little artificial. Not guts, man. Does he? Not guts, man. But like, no, no, he does. He, he, like, try to try to imagine guts, man's voice coming out of like a bodybuilder. It doesn't work quite right. Yeah, there's there's some like filter added. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, the thing that I think I didn't mind about the sound effects and the voice and all that is it was all very consistent. Yeah, uh, you know, consistency and <laughs> you know. There's two sides to that coin, and the other sign is the theme. the the other The other side of that coin is the, is the theme song, which is incessant. <laughs> we thought it was bad with Kim Possible, but this is just. Oh man! Like, uh, wait, what do you mean with Kim Possible? Remember how, like, every time there's an action scene, it's like, bam, 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 bam. oh yeah, it just does the same riff. Here, every it's for everything. <laughs> it's for everything, whether or not it's an action scene. It's whenever Mega Man gets in his jet dog rush. It's whenever they have a fight scene. It's whenever Wiley discusses a plan. It's like it's a catchy song, but like God. But man, give it a rest. And, and like, here's I, the thing. I, here's the <laughs> irony of it. This is a game. They're they're already adapting an existing property, right? Something that kids mm-hmm. are going to watch because they played the game. This game series in particular has amazing music that's in the same style as what they give in the show, like. Why didn't they use any of it? Yeah, and I'm like thinking about it now. Do they not have the rights? But of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Like they have Wiley they and Gutman and Cutsman. Yeah, like, <laughs> like this is a bootlegged kind of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll never. Yeah, they're they're dissimilar enough. We came up with our own themes on. Come on, not the same character. Come on, Gigaman. We have to go fight the Doctor Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. his robot masters, Knife Man and Strong Man. <laughs> <laughs> Knife Man and Strong Man. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a band. Yeah, it is. got Strongman on sousaphone. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, excuse me, on fart trombone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, so I, I did like the theme song, but it just, man, way too much, right? It was everywhere. It was just too much everywhere. Um, and not in the good way. If you know what I mean. I don't. Great. Uh, the other thing I had to say about the music and sound is all of the dumb techno jargon. Yeah. Which, like, like, like Star Trek kind of has, like, this infamy for techno babble. We still, they'll just say, like, you know, the plasma generator uh, nanotubes or something like that when they need something advanced to happen. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, kind of eye-rolling in a realistic setting, but with the blocky cartoon like shapes i actually just found it really charming yeah <laughs> like it again in like a king arthur knights of justice sort of way it just like kind of looked cute to me though the way they did everything the way they like treated everything um yeah. and in a dr draken sort of way where it's trying to be hip and it just looks <laughs> dumb but silly yeah like, there's and that, for that, example that also shows in the one-liners yeah, like for example, Doctor Wiley needs titanium rods because they produce plasma power. <laughs> That's so stupid. 
even it's even worse than they try to use future tech in the X episode to look cool because like X pulls like a CD out of his head to tell <laughs> everyone else what's going on. This is what we use to record digital information in the yeah, future. Yeah, this is like the Jetsons. <laughs> like, did you know conveyor belts can get put you from one way to the next? <laughs> in the far off year of twenty uh, of two thousand two. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, they suffered through an environmental crisis. They have an excuse. And cogs are the future, Zane. Cogs are what pi- power Wiley's robots. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? No, it's, it's... I think much this, everything we've said. I, I feel like I could have added a lot of better ideas into this, but I think for its time... Given what they had, I, th- I think it was a, f- a fine adaptation. You know, yeah, it's, you know, it's they, not considered like, oh my god, this is a great you know representation of Mega Man. But like for the time, for the audience, with what they had, it was a fine effort. I think what I'm going to take away from this is that Mega Man, the franchise, can go in so many different directions, and the one they picked <laughs> is not my favorite one, but it is a marketable one, and it appeals to a certain demographic. Yeah. So, like the 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 continuities that I like with Proto Men and Mega Man X and all those darker ones and the ones that play more heavily into the duality of man and machine, they did not get focus here. What did get focus was Super Fighting Robot, right? And that is part of the care. That's part of the franchise as well, you know. So it's 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 yeah. almost like a case study in art takes many different forms, and the the best art is the one where you can kind of see your favorite thing in it. Yeah, and I think I think this show has something that every like people who like any given part of the Mega Man continuity, it has something for everybody. It does, but like I I don't think that I like it overall. I think I would rather not watch it again <laughs> and just remember Mega Man as he was. <laughs> he looks so which natural. He's not a super fighting robot, but a super fighting man. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah. Yep. I think we're pretty much all all wrapped up with Mega Man. Did you have any other details or or things? I think we, uh, you know, blew enough of our load of the different ways and continuities and like uh, media in which we love Mega Man and how this was not it uh, uh, enough. Yeah. So we can probably just leave it behind. Yeah. No trouble. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Zane, what are we doing next? So next we are actually going to watch an anime, not one of these half animes. Um, yep. <laughs> and this one's fully bizarre. I did watch a few episodes. It is bonkers. We're going to watch yeah, Cromarty High School. I, I, I love that you chose this. Because like, the few people who like our show are, are going to be so out of sorts <laughs> when we do this one. Because it's like not in the spirit of any of our other shows, including the other anime that we've done. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the kind of thing that I should watch an episode here or there, or just watch all the way straight through. Just tell me right I now, does it have deeper meaning? Will I get more out of it? Uh, I don't know. You You have to go pretty existential if you're going to try to get deeper meaning out of it. I'll do my best. You're welcome to try, but like, don't go blind. I feel like we're. It's just gonna be an episode of us going like, "Oh man, wasn't this cool? Wasn't this funny?" Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I was look, I was rooting around for things to do after that, and mm-hmm. I eventually chose, uh, "Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego?" Ooh, 
You remember that thing? Where? Zordon? Listen, I listen <laughs> to that Rockapella theme all the time. Oh, sure. Um, and I, I remember um, the board game was okay. She had a cool hat? Now, and some char- some other characters now, I didn't care tell about. tell me, is this the Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego, um, the fully animated one, or the one where like kids run around a globe playing? It's the fully animated one. <laughs> okay, um, good. It is our second, it is our second uh, foray into edutainment. Oh, yeah. Um, however, it's a little bit less kitty, and so I'm... I'm I'm looking forward I, to seeing what what it does. I don't believe I ever actually watched it. I think I watched a couple episodes. It's it's sort of a, it's it's a more mundane kind of setting than we're used to. It's like a Mario is missing. Like, yeah, you know, you you pick up the clues and and root around the world and have some fun exploring these environments and trying to catch this criminal. <laughs> so there's right. no robots, which unfortunate, you know, but they do make up with it make make up for it by having Zordon. I, so that's that's not so bad. Yeah, no arm um, cannons, but uh, they got that light screen. Oh, speaking of arm cannon, let's let's lead out on that uh, right after I say, uh, listeners, if you enjoy the show, please go ahead and drop us a line at uh, our Facebook page or our website www.cartoncast.com. Leave a comment, like because we, we we would love to hear if you want to hear it on on air. And um, tell your friends about the show if you think they'd enjoy people talking about cartoons that don't have as much meaning as they'd want them to be. Mm-hmm. And so make way to start a robot revolution. <laughs> Mega Man. Mega Man.